You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today, we're taking a look at the adversity we can all encounter during Advent and the biblical foundation for overcoming it. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Ben Stewart. Well, Satan shows up a lot in Christmas carols, and we have another one today. O come, O come, Emmanuel. O come, thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. But it's hard to fully appreciate a song if you don't really know what it's talking about. I mean, you can vibe on the music. One could argue that's the entire appeal of Bon Iver. Does anyone know what that man is saying? And yet throughout Christian history, songs were a vehicle not just to sway the emotions, but to inform the mind and to allow true thoughts about God to stir genuine affections for God. This is one of my greatest Christmas pet peeves. It's making people sing songs that they don't know what they mean. And as a kid, I'd sing, Hark the Herald, angels sing. And I thought, well, what's a herald? And how does one hark it? What are you asking me to do? Uh, And it wasn't until later I understood a herald was a messenger and hark was a call for your attention. It's hark, the herald angels sing. Uh, I had the comma in the wrong spot. Or Gloria in Excelsis Deo. It helps to know that means glory to God in the highest. It's the cry of the angels to the shepherds. And so here we have, O come, O come, Emmanuel, ransom captive Israel, come thou rod of Jesse, Free thine own from Satan's tyranny. What are we saying? Well, Emmanuel is a name that comes up in the book of Isaiah, and we'll talk about that more in the next session. I want to focus here on the second verse. O come thou rod of Jesse, and free thine own from Satan's tyranny. This is meant to give you hope. But to feel hope, we have to know what it means. Who's the rod of Jesse? And you could probably guess, uh, Jesus? But yes, but did you ever call him that? I mean, do you ever pray, thank you for this food, Lord, in the rod of Jesse's name, amen. I mean, what exactly does it mean to call him this? Well, in Genesis 3, when humanity breaks faith with God, we find out that the seed of a woman will one day crush the serpent's head. A boy would come to crush the one who deceived us. And then in Genesis 12 and 15 and 21, we progressively discover this child will come from Abraham, the man of faith. The child will be a Hebrew, and he'll be a blessing to all the families on the earth. And then in 2 Samuel 7, we find out that he'll come from the great line of kings. He'll come from King David, that a son of David will be the one to come and reign on his throne forever. Now, when the nation of Israel was in mortal peril from the threat of their neighboring, technically superior Philistines, David arose slew Goliath, became king, subdued their enemies, ushered in a time of peace, and he wrote a hymn book called the Psalms, putting a new song in their mouths, a song of praise to their great God who rescues. But then David in the Old Testament rebels against God, and so does his son Solomon. And the books of Kings and Chronicles record the long, slow descent of the Davidic line and the kingdom into depravity and brokenness until finally God judges them by placing them under foreign dominion. They're crushed and a remnant taken captive by the nation of Assyria. And in the midst of their sin and their hopelessness, they begin to wonder, are the promises of God gone because of our disobedience? We were unfaithful to him. Will he remain faithful to us? And in the midst of that despair, the prophet Isaiah, who's declaring to them that impending judgment from Assyria, tells them of a day that will come in Isaiah 11, where he says, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. 
Uh, a stump is a cut down tree. And it's a picture of David's line. This great Davidic lineage will be cut down. J- Jesse, by the way, is David's dad. And yet even when the whole tree looks to be felled and collapsed out of the stump, a shoot will grow and the spirit of the Lord will be on him. He'll be a hope. And then he goes on to say he'll not only be a hope for his people, it says in that day the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal for the peoples. Of him the nations shall inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. This is what Paul keys off of in Romans 15, that that Jesus is a a hope for the nations. He's not just going to rescue the people Israel from their domination by Gentile powers. He's the hope of the Gentiles too. Because all of us are under God's judgment. Every human being is beautiful in his image, but broken in sin, and we all need rescue. And so when Israel was in danger from the Philistines, David arose to slay Goliath and bring in the kingdom. And here Isaiah speaks to a nation generations later. In their moment of despair, we're dominated and broken. Is there any hope? And he lets them know in the same way that David arose to save Israel in the past, the rod, that's the ruling staff. Isaiah uses that same imagery in that earlier passage of Isaiah 11. The rod, the ruling power of Jesse will return and he'll free his people. He'll come for the nation of Israel in their lowest moment. When we are powerless, the king will come. When we are faithless, he remains faithful. And then notice in this Christmas carol, it's applied to us because we find ourselves under a tyranny that's not political, but spiritual. We need freedom from eternal condemnation. We have a power over us that's greater than any Pharaoh, any Nero, anyone else. We need a king over all kings to save us from sin, sin outside of us and sin in us, and from the death that it inevitably leads to. And here the song calls us to sing to the rod of Jesse, who will give us victory over the grave. And then it calls us to sing, rejoice, rejoice, not just because Emmanuel has come, but it says rejoice because Emmanuel will come. To thee, O Israel. The advent, the arrival of David gave the people of Israel hope that the son of David, the rod of Jesse, would come, that God is faithful to his promises. And the first advent of Jesus to come pay for our sin gives us hope that a second advent is coming. If he did it before, he'll do it again. The grave is not the end for us. Emmanuel has come and Emmanuel will come for you. If he broke into their darkness in their hour of need, he'll break into ours in the hour of our death. So the first advent gives us hope for the second one. And so we sing with confidence, O come desire of nations, bind in one heart all of mankind, bid our sad division cease and be thyself our king of peace. We get to rejoice. Why? Because Jesus has come? Yes, but because he will come. The king of all kings, the rod of Jesse, will come and not only break the penalty of sin, but eliminate its very power and presence. And so we sing at Christmas with hope, not just because of the first advent, but because of the second. God is coming for us, so sin may not be the end. So you might have been faithless to the Lord today, this week, maybe your entire life, but even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. And out of the stump of our sin rises the root of a Savior. And that's worth singing about. Praying for you. Cheering you on. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you stream it. You can also subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC Podcasts for our full messages every Monday.